Hello and welcome to week nine of the Fantasy Dads. We are back. I am Scott Barcheski, a.k.a. Batches Me, here with Matt Burnback. Adam Gilman is returning after a one-week hiatus. Hopefully, it was to spend all of his money and winnings from week seven. I don't know and haven't confirmed if that's the case, but I'm hoping so. Uh, good week for me last week. Pumped to jump into week nine. Matt, Gil, how was, uh, how was your week eight? Uh, two words, both pronouns. Tevin Coleman, that's all you need to know. Took it to the bank. Love it. Yeah, uh, it was pretty mild. I'm um, happy to be back. Dealing with a lot of fires. It was pretty low uh, volume week for me in general, so I'm not going to act like it was great or terrible. Um, but I'm happy to get back in the swing of things uh, this week. So let's, uh, let's jump into it here. With uh, I'll lead us off with Washington at Buffalo. Um, ugh, this is gross. Buffalo's nine and a half point favorites. We have a total of 37. Um, it looks like Haskins is going to start, I believe. Um, and with Haskins starting over Keenum, it takes me <laughs> from about three inches to two inches of snow potentially in Buffalo. But uh, this is, this is, I don't know. I don't, I want to like, uh, I've been itching for Josh Allen's breakout. He's been actually sort of solid not having that ceiling game and I don't know if it's necessarily coming here I don't hate him um I don't I don't mind John Brown I don't mind Singletary taking a little bit more of the snap load last week whether that was game flow or not um I like Singletary long term um it's going to be tough to play anyone on Washington the best play on Washington is their defense I believe um priced all the way down uh, are they 18 or 15? Um, i got to double-check that. I believe they are 1,800. And, uh, you know, it's Buffalo still. Allen takes sacks. Uh, Allen's not uh, afraid to swing it and create some turnover. So 1,800 for Washington looks pretty good, and, and Buffalo D's obviously in play. Um, so that's uh, yeah, all no, I got here. What do you game. got, I'm not, I'm not really feeling very much. Uh, I did have a little bit of Josh Allen intrigue uh, given – you know, just given that he is kind of due for that breakout game, his floor is is relatively low. And we, we did see a couple games last last year where he had over 30 uh, fantasy points, you know, running in a touchdown, running in two touchdowns. He has still, if I'm not mistaken, thrown for over 300 yards in the league, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but obviously, Bu- Buffalo is a run-heavy offense. Really, the only play here that I'm seeing, and there's nothing on the Redskins side, uh, I do like Buffalo's defense if you want to pay up for it. I think I've kind of continually more and more falling into the unless you are so confident in the defense you don't pay up or or you try to save money where you can um the only play that i i am taking a flyer on and i actually do like it is devin singletary he is at 4700 probably priced a little bit higher than i'd like but i do think he is dynamic they want to get him involved now that he's back to uh as close to 100 percent as you can be in an nfl season and he catches passes out of the backfield. So I think they're going to try and, and unleash him a little bit in the next couple next couple weeks. And a game at home against Washington as the weather gets colder is a perfect place to start. Um, so that's really all I'm seeing. Not much else on, on this game. Um, Matt, what do you uh, what do what do you think about Buffalo? Are you you got you got those Buffalo wings ready? I mean, if you want to play the Buffalo defense, it's fine. I like some Singletary. I think he's priced a little bit higher than I would like, but he's still. He opens things up for you elsewhere. Uh, Josh Allen's fine in cash games. He hasn't had that game last this year. 
that's been bananas. I feel like every game he gets like 18 or 20 points, which is awesome. Um, I'm really not going to play anything from this game outside of Singletary. Uh, I mean, if you want to get frisky with like Terry McLaurin, like knock yourself off. He could, he could obviously break a slate, but like that's crazy talk. Uh, next game on the uh, schedule, we have Titans. Titans at the Panthers. Panthers by three and a half over under 41 and a half. Cam Newton's out another week, so Kyle Allen's still the guy. Delaney Walker, I think it's supposed to be out again, so Johnny Smith will be a, a hot commodity in the tight end. Um, obviously, Christian McCaffrey, I, I think he's 10K this week. So, you know, last week he tore up the Niners, and they got they lost by 45 points. So he is as – it doesn't matter who they play. Uh, I think his ownership is going to be a little bit down because he's 10% or 10% because he's 10K. That's fun. Uh, Derrick Henry has a great matchup this week. Like I'm cool with taking both running backs. And I also like DJ Moore uh, this week as well. Titans wide receivers let me down last week. I want no part of them. Uh, what about you, Gil? Uh, 8675309, baby. Has nothing to do with my analysis, but I just heard that song, and I I don't I don't like this game at all. You said it, Matt. I mean, McCaffrey requires zero analysis. He's uh, very good. He's matchup proof. Ten um, K. It's not a massive discount, but it's I don't know. If I had to really uh, put a pen to paper and figure out his price, I probably should be higher than ten K. So um, I'm still going to try and jam him in where I can. Um, Yes, if Delaney's out, I don't mind Janu, um, but I think this will be an ugly game. You can take a flyer. Uh, I think Curtis Samuel's priced at 46 or 4700 with DJ Moore's 4800 or, or sorry, Samuel's 4300 I won't be surprised if one of them uh, erupts. They're both, they're both capable of big things, um, but you're splitting hairs on which one, um, and it may be an unnecessary risk, but there's a lot of receivers in that range that are very interesting this week, and we'll touch on a few more. Um, and Derrick Henry, the last thing, uh, Carolina's run D isn't, uh, isn't too special, but Derrick Henry is also um, hashtag boring. He doesn't catch many balls. Um, but, you know, he, I think he'll be low-owned because people look at McCaffrey in this game, because Derrick Henry isn't very exciting, and he's capable of 100 plus one if you're very lucky, two touchdowns. So Yeah, like, no, I think, on the radar. you know, uh, Christian you McCaffrey is, is really the, the biggest question mark of the – of the slate uh, across the board, just because I think it's the fifth time that anyone in the history of DraftKings has been over uh, 10K in price. And so with a massive price tag like that, you need massive production, Um, you know, but obviously Christian McCaffrey can do it. I think he's averaging over 26 touches a game, which is just absurd. Uh, Clearly has a rapport with Kyle Allen where they try to get him the ball in space, try and get him the ball, you know, on on the line. Um, So, you know, I, I like Christian McCaffrey. The biggest question that I'll be trying to analyze and break down is what his ownership's going to be in GPP. Uh, I think, you know, I, I really like him. I, I don't like the Tennessee defense that much. Um, so I, I'm going to Christian McCaffrey this week, despite the high price tag. I think there's enough value out there, as, as Gil started to alluded to, to take some uh, take some risks and and guarantee and lock in what Christian McCaffrey can do. Because, you know, as we said against the Niners, even in kind of a shitty game where they got blown out by the Niners, he still had 30 DK points. So, you know, you, you just may need him and, and have to get the other guys right to, to have success in a GPP. So I'm going to McCaffrey. 
But other than that, there's really not much. I'm not a John New Smith guy. I think there's some other good value at the tight end position. So I'm probably not going back there, even though him and Tannehill do have a rapport. Uh, I, you know, I'm sure, and it wouldn't surprise me if Corey Davis or AJ Brown also has a, uh, has a nice game. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be over the top, but uh, I think there's opportunities for guys out there, but I don't love any of them. And actually I really like the Carolina defense at the $2,800 price point. So for all of those reasons, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be my only exposure here. I've never been a Derrick Henry guy. He doesn't catch balls out of the backfield. So he is touchdown uh, dependent to a certain extent. So personally, I'll be be staying away there. So it's really Chris, Christian uh, CMC or bust for me. Um, moving over to the Ch- Chicago Philadelphia game. Eagles are a four and a half point favorite. Uh, 41 and a half is the total. Uh, you know, there's a really not that much that I like here either. I think Chicago and Philly both have good defenses with the exception of Philadelphia's secondary. Uh, the weather gets colder. I don't really see offensive explosions here. Um, but, you know, interestingly, I, I do think that Trubisky at 5K and with his running ability, as scary as it sounds, uh, you know, he's worth a flyer because I do think he has the upside from a fantasy perspective. If he does, does decide to run or if they're playing from behind, he can he can throw it around. He's had some, some big games in his past. Um, Zach Ertz, I think, is the biggest thing to note here for me. His price, his price tag has gone down significantly. I think he's at 4,500, which given the fact he started the week in the high sixes or high, started the season in the high 6,000s, uh, you know, for his price to regress that much is pretty crazy. Partially in, in part because of Dallas Goddard. Uh, he also just hasn't been playing well, but I do think there's a bounce back game here. And I still think his floor is a three or four catch game. And with not too much else at the tight end position, that's screaming to me. Um, Personally, I think that I'll be going there, maybe in some two tight end lineups. So I like Ertz, um, not that much else I like. I do, I'm interested in Allen Robinson with a with a porous Eagles secondary. So I, I might be going there a little bit, but you know, I'm, I'm staying away from the Bears running game. I'm staying away from the Eagles running game just because there's a lot of options. I'm not going to be on Wentz because I do think this game is going to play out more defensively. So kind of limited, but I think Ertz, Allen Robinson, maybe a Trubisky flyer, uh, otherwise, I'm going to be looking at, t- at some of these other higher higher total games later in the slate. Yeah, I mean, I'm into – the one guy I'm into, if if Miles Sanders – I think he practiced on Thursday. If he's out, like I'm into Jordan Howard. If he's not, then I'm not into any of them. Only other guy I really like is Allen Robinson. He's going to tear apart this Eagles secondary. Uh, literally nothing else really excites me. I read something I think – Zach Ertz does not have a game over 72 receiving yards this year. Like, that's appalling. Uh, it's disgusting. It's appalling. Makes me want to call that phone number that Gil talked about a minute ago. Uh, I got nothing else to say in this game. Well, I'm going to – this is my swerve, my lickety split, one of two games of the week that uh, I kind of like that uh, on the surface looks very ugly it's it's I just I think it's a polarizing game and it's an interesting real life game given where these two teams are and they're disappointing and I think it's kind of you know Phil, the NFC East is pretty bad so Philly can lose and be in it but with a loss to Dallas it would be bad if they lost this if Chicago loses it's game over it's you know it, what a mess they've been with Nagy and, and Trubisky but anyhow I like I like this game as a sneaky potential shootout. Um, as, as you guys alluded to, that Philly secondary is horrific. Um, and you can look at it one of two ways. Mitch Trubisky is also horrific. So maybe they, uh, 
they're okay this game. But we've seen, and I hate Trubisky, but we've seen in the past he can erupt. He can move on the ground, and he can get it done in some desperate situations. Um, and I like this price, and I love Allen Robinson. So I like the Trubisky-Robinson stack. And on the Philly side, as Matt said, if, if, um, if Miles Sanders is out and even limited, Howard's been playing well, and they want to feed him. Um, and Chicago's run D isn't that great. It's harder to peg who on Philly to bring it back with, but I would like a Trubisky, Robinson, Howard stack. Um, maybe Ertz because he's kind of the forgotten man there now. Goddard's getting all the love. Um, or, you know, I don't know, even Deshaun if he's back. Um, I think this is a sneaky, the total's so low, it's not going to get love, and it just on the surface looks very ugly. But I see a sneaky way this total hits 47, 48 of uh, fairly low-priced guys. Robinson's priced up, but um, I kind of like it, even though I hate uh, Trubisky and I hate the Eagles. So um, I'm intrigued by this game. Uh, we'll move on to Minnesota at Kansas City. Great, great real-life game and maybe a good fantasy game, but prices are up across the board. Um, Matt Moore, is, is it guaranteed? I don't, guaranteed I don't think Moore it's guaranteed yet point? as of this like podcast. Okay. Okay, it's, it's probably Matt Moore. Um, it obviously changes things a lot if it's Mahomes, even though Moore looked capable last game, and um, he's interesting. Um, Dalvin Cook, he's CMC light. Uh, maybe that's sliding Dalvin Cook. He's, he's right there. Uh, he matchup proof, done it in hard matchups, does it in easy matchups. Unfortunately, sometimes they're, they, blow guys, they blow teams out, and Madison gets love, but I'm not, uh, not going to shy away from clicking Dalvin Cook's name, especially against this Kansas City Rundy that's been porous. And Thielen is a big, uh, another big injury situation. I think he was limited again Thursday, and it's sort of uh, up in the air what his status will be. Um, I like Diggs regardless, but you obviously got to give him a pretty big bump uh, if Thielen's out. Um, if Thielen's in and looks like a full go, I- I'm not going to talk you off either of them. Um, on the Kansas City side of the ball, uh, I'm, you know, Kelsey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to Kelsey. It's tough with the price. He sort of feels like he's been really disappointing this year, even though he's been steady uh, in a position that's been pretty bad. But Mahomes would help a lot, um, obviously. And then um, Tyreek Hill, awkward price. It's a lot easier <coughs> to click other people's names there, especially if it's um, Matt Moore starting. But we know what this guy can do. Um, I will be looking at him. It's, it's, this game's exciting. It's just the prices make it tough to stack and the injuries make it weird. But um, obviously there's a lot to, lot to chew yeah, on no, here. Yeah, I, I think that uh, what do you uh, got? My, my biggest thing is it's a shame that Thielen isn't 100% and Mahomes isn't 100% because if they were, I think this would be potentially one of the most exciting games of the year of the regular season just because I think it would open up both offenses. Uh, you know, the, the Vikings' defense is definitely solid. Uh, but can be had and the Chiefs offense, you know, needs no introduction, as David Letterman says, uh, you know, they are the tops in the NFL when they're when they're clicking, in my opinion. So, you know, it's a shame that both are out. I do think that if Thielen is out, the, the game script is going to change a lot more for the Vikings, uh, especially on the road. They're going to try and slow it down. They're going to try and run the ball, pound the ball, uh, and they're not going to be as focused on the pass game. Uh, with Mahomes out, obviously, Kansas City's entire scheme changes. They did have some points. Matt Moore looked pretty solid against Green Bay last week. However, I do think that for the most part, uh, you know, Matt Moore is, is certainly no Patrick Mahomes. And even with all those, those options on offense, 
uh, it's going to just change the script. So I, I see this game playing a lot more conservative than uh, aggressive. Uh, I think the under is a really nice play here. Uh, I think the last time I saw it, it was at 48. Uh, yeah, it's gone from 46 to 48, so it is climbing. Uh, but I still I do like the under if Thielen's out. I think that's going to be the big if because if he plays, it opens up a lot more. Like you said, Gil, the, uh, the prices are just too high for this not to be a game that's played in the, you know, with a total in the 50s. Uh, Diggs is, is mid to high 7,000. 7, Thielen is the highest receiver on the slate. Um, Cousins is more expensive. You know, Dalvin Cook is really, I think, the only one that you, you know you're going to get production from. Uh, and at 9,500, you know, he's not Christian McCaffrey. He doesn't catch four, five, seven, eight, nine balls out of the backfield. He's going to catch three to four, three to five and run the ball 20 times. So, um, you know, I think there's definitely going to be some Delvin Cook exposure. The other play that I like, and obviously it's not a huge surprise, is, is Kelsey. You know, he is, is the most expensively priced tight end, as he usually is. Uh, but Minnesota has not been great against tight ends. And even with Matt Moore there, you know, they've developed and shown a pretty, pretty solid rapport. So even with all those options on the Kansas City side, you know, I'll definitely have some Kelsey exposure as well. But I think Overall, I will probably be a little bit more under-owned on this game than most others out there. Um, that's what I'm seeing. Uh, Matt, what do, you, what do you think about this, this potential shootout or non-shootout? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm all in on Delvin Cook. It's very rare that he's been getting to play many fourth quarters. This looks like it should be a, a fourth quarter type game. Uh, Alex Madison's been playing a little bit in the fourth quarter. So if this game is close... I love Dalvin Cook. He's going to absolutely wreck this Chiefs defense. If you saw what Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams did to him, uh, them last week, uh, love Dalvin Cook. This game is so weird without Mahomes and with Thielen potentially both playing, neither playing. Cook's the only guy right now I will have. Um, could see myself me. I no, that's it. I'm not even gonna go anywhere else. It's just Dalvin Cook for me in this game. If Mahomes plays. I can't even see myself playing Mahomes because I don't know about that injury. So it's just Dalvin Cook for me. Uh, I'm probably going to regret everything about what I just said. Um, on to the next game. And, and I have to I have to say that, you know, guys, I think I have a problem. I think I need an intervention. My problem is that I can't stay away from the Jets offense. And I don't know why. Everything about Robbie Anderson I love. I think it's because I the only game I think I've watched of the Jets this year was the Cowboys, and they looked incredible. Um, oh, no, that's a lie. I saw the Patriots game that Monday night. Um, I love all of the Jets playmakers this week. I mean, I don't love Darnold, but, like, there's no reason to think that he's not going to blow up. The line's Jets 3.5, over-unders 42.5. The line opened at 6, so some money has been coming on the Dolphins. I mean, I'm cool with Darnold. Le'Veon Bell is the squeaky wheel this week. Apparently, Le'Veon and Adam Gase talked about, uh, you know, riding the ship with him this week, so... He's been pretty garbage all year. I think there's, there's ever a chance at a blow-up spot. This is it. Robbie Anderson's probably going to have three catches for like a buck 90 and two touchdowns. James and Crowder is going to have like 15 catches on 15 catches for like 41 yards. Um, I wish Chris Herndon was playing. Uh, it doesn't look like he's going to, but of course, Ryan Griffin's coming off two touchdowns also on the Dolphins side. Like Fitzpatrick's going to throw the ball everywhere, both to both teams. It'll be fun. Uh, Mark Walton is so boring. I actually wish Kenyon Drake was still around. Um, I, you could toss a coin between Devontae or uh, Devontae Parker or, or Preston. I, I'll definitely have some jet stacks with some Devontae coming back. 
I hate myself for how much I love this game. I'm either going to be a billionaire next week or I will be living on the street wrapped in my Robbie Anderson shirtsy. Uh, Gail, tell me how dumb I am. <laughs> I usually have some regrets when I play a jet, but this week's a good week to make that bet. This game looks great. I'm with you. But uh, it's this game's starting to feel like the Sharps are gravitating to it, and um, but not enough to the point where it's going to be owned and you feel dumb that you're getting these guys at high percentages. I mean, it's contest-specific. I would assume at higher stakes, Sharps will be playing it because you get such good cost savings, especially on the Miami guys. They priced up, um, like even Darnold for obviously how he's been playing, um, 5,900 is, you know, the algorithm sees that it's Miami. Um, And Le'Veon, who has been just a joke, is 7,700. It's hard to click him when you see Dalvin and McCaffrey there, but if there's ever a spot for him to get going into this game, and you kind of said it all, Matt, it's it's disgusting because I don't see a bad play, but every play might be a bad play. Um, I'm not going to just repeat what you said. I'm sort of right there with you, uh, which I don't know know what that means. But um, you could get crazy or you could do some one-off plays in here, but you'd be lying to yourself. Everyone is in play. Everyone is in play. Everyone's in play. Mark Walton's going to be chalky. It's like, oh, I can't. Mark Walton's going to be chalky. And I got to say, I think the Sharps are moving towards this game. But I say, fuck the Sharps. I'm moving towards this game. Maybe that makes me sharp. Maybe it makes me shallow. I don't even fucking know. Square. Um, but the tr- Square, shallow, whatever's the opposite <laughs> of sharp. Um, dull. I'm a, I'm a dull rounded edge. I'm like a knife <laughs> that's been in your grandmother's uh, that's been been in her cab been in her cabinet for uh, oh boy thirty yeah yeah All right, cabinet we like that we don't know where knives go in when you bring up the grandmothers no but I, I mean I think every play in this game is interesting I have no interest in Tannehill I guess but I like Preston Williams I like probably because uh, Tannehill plays on the Titans yeah he still plays for one of the other twenty six teams that he's played for in the league previously. Uh, no, I, I like Devontae Parker. Yeah. I mean, watch that Mike has like six for 85 and two touchdowns after I've played him every week, but I won't play him this week. But no, I mean, I think, you know, the, the Jets secondary is banged up and also shitty. So you have Dolphins pass catchers that are in play. Walton's probably going to get 10 to 15 touches, which at 4,500 is in play. Um, you know, literally, I think the, the Dolphins secondary is so bad that you have to have every combo of Darnold with Demarius Thomas, um, oh. Jamison Crowder, and then Robbie Anderson is probably the best matchup. I mean, I honestly came into this podcast and I looked at our talking slate and I said, Matt, I knew Matt took this game first because he wanted to say how crazy <laughs> he was and be enthusiastic. But I'm also equally as enthusiastic, even if Robbie Anderson's being trailed and shadowed by uh, Xavier Howard. So I like everything in this game. I think, you know, as I've tried to be more concentrated, focus in on full game stacks, playing one game script, uh, I'm all in on this game, which of course means that it's going to be a 13-10 Dolphins win with with no fantasy excitingness at all. Um, but no, I think I'm going to play all the combos here. You know, when the prices are this right and then you have other guys like Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook that are so expensive, you know, you do have to try and find the value. And this game really just screams value in a week where other than maybe Jalen Samuels and the, the Steelers game, there's nothing, there's no crazy 
other crazy value out there. So a lot of combos going to be playing here, really going to be all in on this game. And, and like Matt said, I think it sounds like all of us are probably going to have our weeks hinge on the most disgusting Dolphins Jets game, uh, which is as bad as it's, it, it gets. So by the uh, way, Bart, just want to excite you even more. Xavier Howard out for the year. Is he really? Yeah, he's on injured reserve. Oh, yeah, that was gonna. Yeah, he's, they, they shut him. They shut him down. So that's <laughs> yeah, man. I, I'm like uh, Clark, baby. you know. So I'm like a, a young Ron Jeremy, Peter North. You know, I'm 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 rocking the '80s rock hard. You know, boner on this game now. So this is. Uh, you know, I could have I could have kept going with with other male '80s porn stars, but uh, on that name, on that note, let's move it to the Pittsburgh Steel Cockers or the Steelers to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, uh, Pittsburgh is at home, like we said before, like we alluded to previously. Uh, James Conner is questionable. Seems like he was pretty banged up in that Monday night game, uh, and, and haven't heard anything other than he could play, maybe should play. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm not taking that for granted. If Jalen Samuels is the only back there, then this is going to be far and away uh, the, you know, the chalkiest play of the week, I think, at 4K. Catches balls out of the backfield. Um, you know, so Connor, a lot's going to hinge on Connor. Eric Ebron did not practice on Thursday. T.Y. Hilton did not practice due to a calf injury. So we're going to have to see how those play out as well. Uh, I actually like the Steelers' defense at 2,400. I, I just – I think – you know, this is a game where it always turns out to kind of be a rivalry game, um, even though they're in different divisions. I feel like these teams play. They play close. They've played each other a bunch in the playoffs. And I, I feel like it's just going to be more of a defensive game. I'm a believer of the Indianapolis defense. So overall, um, there's not going to be much exposure here for me. I, I do like kind of randomly. Uh, I forget what his name is, but the Colts, the Colts nickelback or the Colts uh, slot slot cornerback, I think is one of the worst in the, in the league. And so James Washington, I've read multiple places is an interesting play as kind of a flyer. If they try to lock down Juju, the running game and Connor's out, uh, he may be an interesting flyer at a, at a cheap price point, but for the most part, I'm point, I'm staying away from this game. Um, could see this be the sneakily be the game that Marlon Mack has a, uh, has a blow up game and, you know, has 28 catch 20 carries for 190 yards. But uh, for the most part, I'm staying away here. Matt, what are you? What What are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, if Jalen Samuels is playing, you know, he's the uber chalk. I'll have him. Uh, you know, the one way to pivot off Samuels, if you want access to this game, is going Juju because his ownership's going to go down at that point. Uh, I don't care about T. Y. Hilton when they're not home. Like you said, I like the Steelers' defense. Also, kind of like Vance McDonald. He's had a shit year, but the Colts that funneling defense like should open up the tight end, but. I don't know. Mason Rudolph just refuses to throw it to him. So I'll have a few flyers on McDonald, have some juju, and I'll either have all of the Jalen Samuel or I'll have no one else in this game. So, yeah, this game doesn't do much for me. How about you, Gil? Yeah, not the most exciting game, but I think Jalen would be um, the first, like, I really think it would be like the first lock all-in button uh, for me this year. There's been a couple others, like Malcolm Brown week and Kamara – Maybe I'm wrong, but even a few weeks ago when he was 5,200, I forgot the matchup. He crushed. I just didn't – the Bears. I didn't think it was, uh, you know, plug him in no matter what. This this would obviously be it. Uh, I'll be – you know, if he's 60%, I'll be overweight. I'll be 100%. He, I think that the spot is too good um, and his role is too good and having Rudolph only helps given that they're kind of not a great offense. Um, but that's a good point. Uh, Juju uh, would be lower owned. Juju finally uh, – 
kind of went off last week. It was Miami. Um, but, yeah, I, I, yeah, I want to like Vance. I have him in my stupid season-long stuff, and he sucks. And uh, Marlon Mack, not for me, but you said it, Bart. Not going to be terribly surprised if he has a pretty good game, but um, not overly interested in this game as well. Um, this next game, however, is um, one of the two probably games of the week on the surface. We got uh, Detroit at Oakland. Detroit is plus two and a half. Um, I will be betting Detroit at plus two and a half. I'll start there. Um, uh, this game is great. Um, just a lot of air attack um, on both sides of the ball. I, I don't know what you can – good luck if you click a Detroit running back at this point, but that's a messy situation. Um, they really all split it last week, and, you know, let, let it play out before you're guessing there is my opinion. On the passing game, however, everyone, um, you know, Galladay, his price is a little obscene, but he's very talented, and um, the matchup warrants a lot to like. Um, maybe it's back to Marvin Jones this week. I like him. Amendola's last two games are kind of wild. Are we looking at eight catches and, and eight catches or tons of targets? Um, I'm stubborn, but Hawkinson is very much in play as well at 3,700. Um, I don't think you're going to find a bad play on the Detroit side. Um, and on Oakland, um, is Jacobs banged up or Jacobs is looking pretty uh, I think he's good. I think he's okay. Uh, he's pretty good. Yeah. All right, well, then I like Jacobs, too. Um, you know, look, I said I like to try this game, but, Jake, you know, Jacobs, unless it's a very mega blowout, his, his, uh, his touch count is pretty secure. And he's surprised in a few games he's actually had some catches. So, love Jacobs. Uh, love Waller. Um, I'm not going to fault you if you want Tyrell. He scored in every game he's played. Uh, if, you want, if you're just a trends guy, uh, it's a good trend to just keep playing. Um, yeah, there's just so much to like here. Um, it's it's going to be popular, so you're not uh, being creative necessarily, but you find weird ways to stack it um, a little bit off the board. I think uh, this could be a fun one. What do you got, Bart? No, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, it's this, this, I think, is probably the game of the week, as indicated by the total. Um, you know, But I think that this game actually gets there in terms of the productivity. Galladay's price at 7700 He has never been that high, and it's it is a little bit – a little bit crazy because he has had uh, an affinity to kind of disappear for periods of games. Um, last first half or last week's first half, he was obviously very high owned. And I think he had one catch and then blew up in the second half. Um, you know, I, I, the Lions air offense right now is great. Uh, Marvin Jones, two weeks ago, having four touchdowns. Amendola has had eight catches each of the last two weeks um, for a combined 200 yards. So, uh, you know, they're, they're clicking. Uh, Hawkinson also in play. On the Raiders' side of the ball, I think you touched on it. Jacobs, Waller, and Ty Williams are all in play. I don't love Tyrell, uh, but Waller and Jacobs are very much in the core. And Waller, uh, along with Ertz, will probably be my top-owned tight end, um, which no surprise there. He's just gotten a ridiculous amount of, of volume. I think this game's going to be a shootout. I think both quarterbacks are in play. Uh, you know, Stafford, if you have the money, at 6,800. But I think Derek Carr as well. I think if if the Lions can can go up ahead, uh, there's not many running options for the Lions. So, you know, this could just turn out to be an, an air an air assault game all around. Uh, so I'm like I'm liking it. Probably the best game script is if the Raiders get up ahead, Jacobs runs the ball, and then the Lions have to play from behind. And then it could be a very fun game for you know full Lions exposure. But uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. This game, all the passing options are great. Secondary suck. 
Defenses sucked. I wish the Lions had gone out and made a, a splash and picked up a running back, even though running backs don't matter. Uh, but I'm all in on this game, and and we'll we'll be stacking it in in many different ways. Matt, what are you what are you thinking? Tell me about your yeah. Trey Carson love. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the game du jours of the week right here um, in terms of fantasy. Uh, Trey Carson's supposed to practice today. So, like, now if it wasn't muddy before with Tim and Ty Johnson and uh, who else? They just they just resigned Paul Perkins to the practice squad. Like, you don't want any part of that. Uh, there's a lot to like in this game. Just everyone seems to be priced up. I like Galladay. I mean, if Josh Jacobs is in the 6 to 8% range just because of – all of the chalk elsewhere. I think he becomes like a, a must play in terms of, you know, GPP wise. He's got a great matchup too. Waller, I think might be too expensive. Uh, I mean, he's great, uh, but I think there's better value elsewhere. I mean, if you want to stack this game 12 different ways, like I'm cool with it. Um, I don't think Hawkinson's had like over 40 receiving yards since week one, but there's that, that chance he goes for a hundo and two scores. So, you know, he's a cool pump play. Um, I mean, you guys already said everything. Uh, so the next game, we got Tampa headed to Seattle. Seahawks by four and a half, over under 52 and a half. Uh, OJ Howard's questionable, likely not to play. Cam Brate is banged up, but he's supposed to play. Um, I think this game is going to be a lot of chalk. Godwin, I don't like Chris Carson's matchup from a – like the Bucks are actually good at stopping the run, but Chris Carson's going to get 20 touches. So it depends what you value more. Like – you know, if he goes, if he gets 20 to 25 touches and, you know, still finds the end zone twice, it doesn't matter. Uh, I just don't think, you know, the, the likelihood of him breaking one for 40 or 50 seems unlikely. Um, you know, I like this game, all different stacks. And an interesting fella for me is Ronald Jones, if you're into that. It's like 4K. No one's going to be on him. Uh, he's looked pretty good running the ball recently. Uh Honestly, this isn't one of my favorite games just because of how chalky it's going to end up being, uh, which is obviously bad if, since I'll be fading it. Uh, what do you think, Gil? Yeah, I actually kind of with you um, on this. It's, you know, the total pops off and the matchup, and sure, it's going to uh, garner ownership, um, but I w- I'll probably be a little lighter. Um, I'll, be, I'll have a few more one-offs, like, I mean, you can pick your poison here. Lockett's a great play. Godwin's a good play. Evans. Um, yeah, Tampa Bay's run D is, like, shockingly great. It's like, I don't know. I mean, it's not necessarily their fault if that's where they're good and on the interior, but it's like an NBA team that's amazing at shutting down layups at this point, but they're leaving the three-point line wide open. It's like, it's not, it doesn't work, but their run D's great. And I don't know, uh, yeah, Carson's going to still get the touches, and um, I don't mind him, um, but... I also don't mind Seattle's D. Like, it's a nice way to get leverage if you're not overweight this game because it's Jameis Winston. Um, you know, he could throw two pick sixes or he could just shit the bed completely. Um, he's like a fantasy superstar and a real-life mediocre at best quarterback, but um, he could really uh, go into Seattle and struggle. Uh, I'm not going to talk anyone off that this is their favorite game because if you just look at the numbers and uh, – it looks the best, but uh, I'll probably be have a few more one-offs, not full game stacks. The pricing is also a little bit tricky. Um, I think you mentioned that Tanner Hudson guy, the third-string tight end for Tampa. I don't, I don't know. I don't know much, but if he's if he's the only one that's going, that would be interesting. Uh, what do you think, Scott? Yeah, I mean, I think when I think of this game, uh, the NBA on NBC 
music from the 90s just comes back to me. So I don't know why, but I really, that was exciting when Jordan was playing Reggie Miller, the Heat were in the 90s, the Knicks. That's the kind of excitement that I have for this game. You know, I love the Godwin Evans stack along with Jameis coming from behind. You can play Carson on Chris Carson on the Seahawks side. Uh, Tyler Lockett is priced up, but he's going against a really shitty Tampa Bay secondary. So I think he's in play. DK Metcalf's in play. Russ is in play. This game also has the the fantasy goodness. Um, The only thing that could get in the way is weather. Uh, Seattle, the weather is, uh, it's a little bit questionable as of now. Obviously, we're a few days out, but as we know, Seattle's weather can kind of dictate and determine game flows. Uh, I actually like the the Ronald Jones flyer as well. Uh, He is cheap gives you more excitement than Peyton Barber. I think this game could be a shootout and there's a lot of, of excitement to it. Uh, I know nothing about Tanner Hudson. Honestly, I've never even heard the name before you mentioned him, Matt, but if both Howard and Braid are out, then I guess it's worth a flyer. There is a tight end I'm going to talk about in the next game that is also very cheap that I will probably go to instead because he's got a little bit of fantasy reliability. So I probably won't go to a Tanner Hudson, uh, but there is a lot of, uh, there's a lot of goodness in this game. I see it be in a shootout. Uh, I think the Seahawks will cover the four and a half point spread, but I think it's going to be a shootout and a really fun game to watch. If uh, you know, if you find yourself sitting on the couch for those, those West coast late games Um, moving to that, that that second to last game that we will be covering Browns Broncos, Joe Flacco out four to six weeks with a herniated disc. Very curious that it happened after a press conference where he openly criticized the team's coaching uh, just, you know, it's one of those, hmm, I wonder, wonder if those are, there, there's a little bit, uh, those are a little bit related, you know, hmm. Uh, hmm. but yeah. Hmm. 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 Um, I, I, Brandon Allen actually is an interesting play. He's at 4,100. Uh, we've seen quarterbacks at low price tags pay off. You know, you don't need to have this, the, the blowout game if you're saving 2k on your quarterback and the Browns defense has been gettable. You know, I, I do like the Browns defense because they get after the passer. Uh, you know, there's not much to really love with, with Manny Sanders, uh, you know, on the 49ers now. Flacco being hurt. The offensive line is banged up. Their running backs have been okay, but nothing great. And, and Philip Lindsay is banged up. You know, all around, I think this is going to be a more defensive game. But, you know, I do think you can play Brandon Allen with maybe a Noah Fant. I've been calling it. He's going to have that massive game. This has all the makings of maybe being that massive game uh, at 3K, given his usage, especially once uh, Manny Sanders has left. Um, him and Cortland Sutton have been the go-to guys. I think that uh, Fant could have a really big game. He'll probably be my only exposure here. Maybe I take a flyer on Odell, but I'm expecting he's probably going to be trailed by Chris Harris, which also would open up uh, Jarvis Landry, who at 4,500 is, is priced way, way down. So, you know, I think Fant's my prime play. Maybe a flyer on OBJ maybe a flyer on Landry, um, maybe a flyer on Brandon Allen if, if it makes a lineup I really like in, in GPP. Uh, but overall, a pretty, a pretty disgusting, a disgusting game. Yeah, I mean, my, uh, I'm cool with stacking the Browns when they're on this downswing, but not in Denver, uh, not with this total. Um, you know, Odell came out and said he's still working on his chemistry with Baker. Like, that's not great. Also, he says his groin's not healed from week one. Like, that's not great. Um, you know, I like Philip Lindsay if Royce Freeman's out. Like, I could get into that. I like both defenses. I like what you said about Noah Fant. 
uh, I think they're going to have a game plan with Brandon Allen to get the ball out of his hands quick. So that means a lot of short routes, 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 well, whatever, short routes. And uh, I think Fant's won. I think if you have the stomach for it, and I know he burned a shit ton of people last week, me included. I feel like Deshaun Hamilton's going to at least have one catch this week. Uh, you know, he's super cheap. He seems like a guy that would be perfect for Brandon Allen. These these quick, you know, quick bangers left and right, and they go up top to court and sudden. Uh, so uh, that's my take there. Uh, what, what about you, Gil? Yeah, I'll take the over on uh, negative one catches for Deshaun this week. So okay, not okay. against that. Um, but I, I like Chubb. Um, kind of matchup proof at this point. I mean, even in a game they got rooted by New England, he balled. Um, and the total might scare people away from taking him, but I like Chubb. Um, yeah, the arrow's pointing up on fans with no manual and the target share rising and uh, unknown quarterback that usually uh, lends itself to checking down to some safer tight end um, routes, routes, however we like to say that. Um, but, yeah, you guys said it. I, I want to be bullish on, like, uh, Cleveland down the stretch. I think their schedule is pretty easy, but I think it would be jumping the gun to force it this game. Um, but, yeah, Arch, Jarvis Landry, uh, that piques my interest. Just a, a capable player. Their attention to Odell, and if they do have some success shutting down the run, uh, we all know Jarvis can pop off. So I like that. Um, but that's, uh, that's all I got there. Uh, yeah, defenses also as well. You could, uh, you could go either one. But um, moving on to the final game of the week, uh, I actually I really like this game, um, and it's not it's not like it. I don't know if it's I don't know I don't know where it'll fall in an ownership. I haven't taken a good look. It's sneakier than the Seattle Tampa Bay and the Oakland Detroit, but it still sort of I think stands out as one of the better games. Um, I like um, and I like San Diego in this game from the betting side of things. Um, but I, 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 Devontae Adams is the, the thing that can muddy things up. Um, cause even if he is healthy, I, uh, I don't know. You, you can't ignore it if he's healthy, but it's an interesting injury that. I think we're having some bounce back on those, those West coast connection issues. <laughs> Let's jump in. I, I will jump Chargers in. Do we have, have Adams? The LA Chargers have there him. We go. Adam. There we go. Um, we got him back. But I like, I like, I, I don't hate him this week. Oh, we, we did. I don't. Oh, oh! Did you lose me for a second? I was, I was doing, uh, I was going on a, I was going on a rant about how Melvin Gordon is pretty polarizing amongst us, amongst everyone in the community. But I don't mind him this week. Uh, it just sort of feels like a get righty spot, and um, you know, Packers uh, they're susceptible to the run. But uh, my play is Mike Williams. I like him a lot. Um, he's still priced down, rightfully so, because he hasn't done it. But he's the He's the air yards poster boy these days, um, and he's a good player. Um, Hunter Henry's price is all the way up to 6K. I don't think I can do it, um, but I won't talk about Keenan Allen or Eckler. Um, you got to really yes. honor the Devontae thing. Yes, uh, no Hunter I like Henry. I think no, exactly. He's actually the one guy I don't really um, like in this got? game, but I just wanted to say no Hunter Henry. Um, no, I, I think Devontae Adams is, is really how that plays out is going to determine, you know, the, the game flow. But I, overall, I love this game flow. Um, I love uh, Keenan is now, you know, he's practicing, so he's going to play. Keenan is still due for one of those, you know, 12 for 150, two touchdown games that he has. Uh, you know, this could be the week the, 
the Green Bay secondary has shown some cracks in its armor after a really nice start to the season. I like Melvin. I think he's going to get 15 touches and get in the end zone. And at 5K, you know, he still is dynamic, even though that Chargers offensive line is banged up. Eckler is going to get play. Uh, Keenan Allen, as we said, I'm not going to, to Hunter Henry. Uh, but then on the Green Bay side, I think you can run it back with Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Um, you know, you can even go uh, Valdez Scantling. Aaron Jones, obviously, has, has shown and as he did in, um, you know, the Sunday night game, or I think it was Sunday or Monday, Sunday night game. He is, uh, you know, he's great out of the backfield. He's a three down back. So he is also in play. Uh, I, I think this game's going to be a shootout. I mean, the, the, the total's gone from 46 to 48 and a half as of uh, the last time I checked. So it is on the rise, and it's one of those games that I think is going to be overlooked because it's on the West Coast. People are going to go to Seattle, Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, they're going to go to Oakland, Detroit, and I think this game might get a little bit overlooked. But the one thing I will say as I pass it off to Matt to end the show is I am excited that for the first time there are three, three of the most exciting shootout games are in the late slate. So uh, I think it's going to be fun that most of the exposure that I'll have is going to be in the late slate. So basically I'll have something that gives me the hope that I could have a huge hit after the 1 PM games. That's my hope. Uh, but you know, I'm glad that they're finally putting some exciting games in the late slate because it was pretty bad the last few weeks. So with that, Matt, I'll turn it over to you to, to kind of run us, run us to the, to the finish line. Yeah. A quick geography lesson. Um, Oakland, Seattle, and Los Angeles all on the West coast. Um, just want Absolutely. to throw that out there. They're, yeah, it's big if true. Um, I like everyone in this game. I think this is Melvin Gordon's Mona Lisa. This will be it for him. Um, I, you can play literally everyone in this game and have a good time. Uh, really, just play this game every single which way, every single player. Obviously, if Devontae's out, then there's like 12 Packers wide receivers. If he's in, you know, maybe it's just, you know, two wide receivers. Play every single player in this game uh, and just pick, like, the Buffalo Bills and stack this game, and, and that's it. You'll have a good time. Like, uh, that's it. It's easy. It's simple. This game is very simple. Just Bills defense, stack this game. That's it. I don't know what yeah. else to say, you know. That's it. That, that's that's it for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think that's a, that's a great – that's that's the way you end something, right? I, I uh, If, it's, if it. it's all good and it's all in, we're, we're good to go. Yep. So – uh, that's week nine fantasy dads. Any closing words? Stack it. That game. Do it. Stack it. Back it. Gil. Did we lose Gil? He's gone. He's gone. Well, on that note, we will sign off. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll be back with week 10 with, uh, probably at least another five figures in each of our pockets. So, uh, hope you're with us. Talk to you soon. Later.